everyone. We are back with our fourth episode for the Monk Reality Show, and today we have uh, someone special from straight from Brooklyn, and it's a pretty early morning in Brooklyn, and we have Mr. Alfonso Medina. Why don't you uh, give a bit of an introduction to our viewers? Sure. So actually, it's a Madelon Group, um, and yeah. Madelon Group is a a startup um, that we founded along with uh, Dane and, and Joseph, my co-founders. Okay. Uh, okay. Who are, Joseph is an architect, Dane is an operator. He founded one of the first co-living companies in, in the world a couple years ago. And we founded Madelon because we're super interested um, to make it possible for young people to live in cities. That's awesome. And it's actually pretty amazing to be part of the very upcoming and flourishing in our sector in the real estate industry. So that's that's pretty great. So uh, why don't you tell a bit about like what triggered the uh, Madeline Group to get into uh, co-living and majorly into real estate. So I've actually, um, I graduated from architecture. I did a master's in urbanism in, in SciArc a couple of years ago and have been developing mostly residential projects for the past 15 years. Oh. Anywhere from a single family home to multifamily projects. Um, most of them have been spec housing projects. And about three years ago, along with a partner, we started exploring <laughs> The possibility of doing projects that were mostly focused on on rentals, um, and we wanted to do something that that was different in an aspect that most spec real estate projects are just about the the profit, right? And we were mostly focused on obviously finding a model that's profitable for developers, but that actually makes it affordable for for people to live within the the same neighborhood where you have higher end residential projects. So we came up on, on these kind of like new idea back then of, of co-living. The first projects were actually just starting not, not that long ago. The first more formal okay. co-living projects. And we, we explored every possibility. We, we traveled around the world trying to understand how, how these buildings were working, how the communities were working. And we decided to actually design and build a, a co-living building from the ground up which i think was, was very unique because most co-living buildings right now are actually just taking existing multi-family buildings and adapting them to to co-living by basically just adding a couple of of rooms um i think that's not the the right way to actually make the community function as it as it should or to to really make people's lives better um the way that I think the approach to co-living right here in, in at least in the States has been, um, it's, let's just take uh, multifamily buildings, add more rooms, make it more profitable for, for developers, yeah. but you're not creating better experiences for people that are living there. So in the end, the, uh, the periods of, of um, time that people actually live in, in this co-living buildings are quite short. And they become more of landing pads in a city like New York. Someone will move from another city, come to New York, live in a co-living building for three, maybe six months, and then move somewhere else. Actually, I've seen a couple of uh, co-living operators and their prices. It is quite expensive compared to uh, taking a shared uh, accommodation. Uh, and also what I have seen is uh, all these, so whenever someone asks these co-living operators why the prices are so high, um, they tend to give a reason that 
they are providing a community aspect to it uh, is what i feel uh, is a good uh, add on compared to just providing a shared space then adding a community on top of it because someone who is coming uh, who is new to the city for him finding a community is more important than finding a space because space is everywhere it's just a community he's looking for what do you have to say about that i mean i agree with part of that statement but uh, from my personal experience for example i i think this is my mission right uh, yeah. i'm super focused on, on actually making making a, a better there's nothing more important for people than the place that they live it's where you wake yeah. up every and it's it's insane to think that people can't afford a decent place to to live so in order to really be able to develop the the product that we wanted to do i two years ago i put all of my stuff into a warehouse oh. and just decided to become a kind of like almost a nomad and really test out all all these spaces so from staying months on in in different hotels um staying in different airbnbs trying to understand how people that are 21 22 23 24 moving into a city like new york how how they live how they what they actually can afford to to get and i spent the last six months in in a co-living community uh oh. from one of the biggest operators here oh. um i mean i would say quite expensive for a couple hundred more uh, dollars more a month you could get your own apartment yeah mm. and as you were saying they're they're pitching you this like community component to it but honestly i mean who the fuck needs to go bowling on a friday night i mean that you pay 3 4 500 dollars more for that um i think like that is what they're selling right now and the demand for a product like this is so big that that the occupancy is super high and that's why they're charging so much money for it but there will come a point where like there will be a lot of supply and and people are going to focus on what's actually important and that's not going bowling with your <laughs> that's actually a very amazing point very good point you have made uh, co-living is not uh, that rosy rosy how it is shown to the world uh, and also i i wanted to understand like you said that you stay like you started uh, the first building like you, you guys designed from scratch uh, purpose built co-living space could you tell me a bit more about that because i'm i'm really interested when it comes to a purpose built uh, place and also when it comes to the design what exactly goes into the design when you are like planning a co-living space i mean we've designed and and built more than 40 different residential projects that's um, a lot of kitchens a yeah. lot of bedrooms <laughs> the design perspective i think that our advantage has been that we actually at least in our practice in mexico we actually not just design but we actually build the spaces mm-hmm. and then we're the ones handing the the keys to whoever is moving in so we actually get to see not just the the process of how you do the real estate development how you build it but how people live in them and and to really understand through the years how people use the space what's good what's not like just learn through iterations and and through the, the practice of, of place making so when we were designing the space it was basically and the way that we saw it the the design and the construction of it was just the the very first phase and the like 10% of what the project was because for us it it was more of a lab 
in a lab where we could like test and iterate and, and just understand um, what what these people needed to live in a in a community. So it was amazing. Um, first of all, we we designed a structure that was very flexible in a sense that it's a concrete structure, concrete column columns, beams, and slabs. But the rest of it is is just flexible, so that you can actually change the configuration of the spaces through time. Um, so all of the mechanicals, everything's like just there. Uh, we didn't hide anything. It's a very like functionalist building. And the advantage was that we got to design multiple different configurations for co-living. So there's like some apartments in which you share a kitchen, living room, dining room. Oh. And then there's four bedrooms in which each bedroom has their own bathroom. And that was very important to us. If this is a permanent solution and that's what we want it to be, it's not just a temporary housing solution. People do actually need their, their own bathrooms. I think that people are willing to share a lot, but Having your own bathroom is important. We designed some other spaces in which you could actually walk in from the um, the exterior of the building. Well, not the exterior, but like the communal areas in the building to your own bedroom without going in through this semi-private, um, semi-communal kitchen, living, dining room space. Uh, so there's like different layers of privacy. People sometimes want to be part of a community, but there's days that you don't want to be dealing with anyone else, right? So giving people that option of like, how do you want to live? It's flexible enough that you can choose different ways. We did some open plan studios in which people could actually um, be very flexible in, in the way that they, they furnish their space. So some spaces were furnished, some others weren't because we wanted to give people flexibility and and understand what they would do with their own space, right? Because, um, I mean, especially right now, living through this uh, through this moment in which we're all asked uh, for social isolation, yeah. I think it's people are working from home. So to have a, a, a space in your home, which is like nice to work in, um, we really encouraged in, in this building for people to have live workspaces, um, which is sometimes not encouraged in, in a lot of these buildings, but we encourage them because for us, the community is not just the people that live there, but also the people that they connect with. And then midway through the construction of this, this project, in which we had some prefab components, like the slabs, for example, were poured somewhere else, and then a, a crane brought them and, and installed them. Um, we figured that the way to actually really exponentially increase this housing stock is to to focus on the development of, of through technology, technology, not just the software, which is a, a lot of this um, co-living operators are focused on. Yeah, you have an app where you can talk with your roommates. Okay, great. Not changing the world through that, but like to also really focus on on the hardware and improving the the hardware. And that's why like for us, changing the the building, the the design of the building aspect of it is super important. So we actually started working with some prefab factories um, around the world in order to develop also this this components. Um, our office is actually here in in the Brooklyn Navy Yards in the full stack factory. Oh, so we've been able amazing. to actually become really close and and collaborate and be on the factory floor uh, as much as we want to understand how this new technology and how these new construction systems actually work and how we can benefit from that and bring that into our, our building buildings. 
so generally like uh, when you are getting into let's say that you are taking a property i mean like they have taken a land and you have started building from scratch using your methods what will be your duration to like build uh, uh what do you say for purpose built school living with around 200 rooms how much time would it reduce in terms of percentage that that will be actually really helpful for the us to understand so i think uh one of the first things and one of the first premises we we had when we came together as a group and we we founded um madelon is that we're going to focus on the user experience that's a big part of of us right in which i don't think a lot of co-living operators are focusing on that they're focusing on the developers as their clients but not the people living them there as their their clients um so for us the that community aspect is super important and we decided that we wouldn't do buildings that were over 100 people because that's like you as a as a social being as a human you can only actually connect to 100 people um so there's really no reason to do buildings that are larger than that a lot of co-living operators are pushing um to do buildings that are larger that are 300 even 700 people because obviously from the real estate side of it or from the operation side of it it's much more profitable it's easier to manage you're doing one single project um but our focus is always to stay under 100 people just so that the community actually does feel like a community and it's not like you're living in this huge massive dorm right that's actually a very good point you made that uh, a person can actually connect to like a maximum of 100 people and right now everyone is trying to bring in like a property which has more than 300 400 500 uh, rooms uh later on it's going to be a very big hassle uh, people there is going to be a bit of a churn is what i feel actually the first thing we we created as madelon was our red tech platform mm-hmm. which is our real estate development technology platform which is a, a term that we hadn't heard of but we had to come up with because everyone's in contact which is like construction technology or prop tech property technology but I, we feel that we need to actually be able to englobe all of this into one single uh platform which is our our red tech platform and the first thing that we did was this this tool in which you basically take out all the the very complex process of evaluating land um because for a developer to start a ground up project they need to they get offered a site they need to work with an architect in order to analyze the zoning and code of that site uh once they figure out if if it works for the like the zoning that they would need to do a co-living building then they go through different iterations of doing designing architectural layouts all of this and there's the complexity of doing the the financial underwriting um so it's a, a long-term process what i what our tool did and and does is that with you just inputting um the address of that site and a price of the site the tool goes automatically through the rest of the process it'll go up to the point of giving you um automatically generated layouts uh and that's why it's very important for us to work with this prefab factories because we already have the components that will make up our buildings so this algorithm already designs the layout for you gives you how many rooms you'll be able to get there based on on zoning and height restrictions uh 
maximum uh, square footage of construction, oh. analyzes construction cost, then goes into operations. It'll tell you based on the rooms, based on the amount of, um, we have, we built in comps into that and, and it pulls some other comps from um, sites like Street Easy. It'll take you, tell you how much a room should be there tells you your revenue, your NOI. So basically a developer by the end of this process, which takes three minutes, will know if it's better for them to develop a clothing building there or a multifamily building there. Um, and then they can just like with a click start the process and we'll guide them through the rest of the, the, the development process basically. That's actually pretty great. Uh, like just no looking at a pro I mean land and then knowing what would be better that's actually a pretty great product so right now since there is a housing crisis which is going on in all the cities uh, major cities of USA is it happening in such a way that people are building co-living facilities a bit in the outskirts of all these urban areas or how is it happening out there so Obviously, we're, we're very focused right now, at least for the time being, on, on the densest and most urban cities because that's where housing is actually uh, much more expensive. But there's some other very interesting startups also working in, in more of suburban type settings. Uh, startups like in, in doing in Phoenix, um, just single family homes that you can rent out the, the bedroom. And I, I think it's great because even there, you're gonna have even more affordable housing solutions. Um, we're very focused on, on cities where it's difficult to actually increase the stock uh, because you have so many complexities um, of just doing ground up construction. And that's where we see our strength in like, we have developed this process to actually do that um, ground up aspect of the development much must much much easier for any developer um and that's why we're we're actually focused on on dense cities right now like new york la etc so uh, what are the factors do you consider while building a co-living facility uh, from a design side from a um, locality side any any of the factors would be really great out here i think that we're very focused on how can we make this a product that's actually um, easier for a developer to develop. Financially, it'll be a better decision. Uh, we can increase the density of people living there within within our buildings, and we can create a better experience for our users. Because that's the only way that we can like, make this something that's actually exponential and that through the amount of rooms we're creating, we can actually lower the, the prices. Um, the same importance we're giving to developers, our users will have in, in our buildings. A lot of people have focused on, on the communal uh, aspects of, of this and having like one beautiful kitchen for 15 people or one beautiful living. Uh, but the rooms themselves are like, I mean, well designed, right? Uh, yeah. You arrive the first day on, on your new, you move to New York, you arrive to this like beautiful brownstone building that was turned into a, a co-living building. You go into the room, which is where actually most people spend most of their time. Uh, there's nothing, there's no design, there's like, there's a mattress and that's it. And, and for us, I think we need to take much more 
um, learnings from the hospitality world. And that's why in hospitality, brands have become so important because they place so much um, emphasis on, on the design and on the experience and, and rooms are beautiful. And that's what we're like, what we've actually developed with our, with our rooms. We're working with, with an amazing uh, creative director that, that she's focused like completely on, on that experience of every minor detail of thinking like where you'll store your stuff, uh, where, where you can work from within your, your bedroom. Um, how the bathroom layouts work within our bedrooms. Like we've we've actually put a lot of uh, yeah time and energy into solving that, which for us is is the most important thing, right? I think uh, your own personal private space is, is sure. very sure. important. Any person will spend let's say one hour of his day while engaging with the community, but most of his time is spent in his own room. And if the room is not well designed, then it the entire experience takes takes a hit is what i feel so you have been in the uh, development industry uh, working with a lot of co-living operators what do you think is a challenge which as an industry the co-living is facing right now in usa i would say the biggest challenge is right now that the ones that are really or that have been pushing calling for the last few years are the co-living operators but again as, as you said they're just operators and that is their background and uh, not even their background most companies were founded by yeah great entrepreneurs that were like oh i was living with a roommate so i decided to launch a co-living company um but they actually don't have that much experience in either design or real estate um They've managed to convince developers to turn multifamily buildings into co-living buildings because yeah, obviously it increases your NOI, your revenue by 20, 30%. So every developer is super happy with that. Um, These operators have seen that this model works so great that they've raised a lot of VC money, um, put it into their marketing and social platforms and just gone out there and, and turned so many buildings into co-living buildings. But in within the last uh, couple of months, uh, the last couple of months of last year, at least two of the big co-living operators in, here in, in New York went under. Yeah. Because it's a very difficult business and, it, and it's the same as we work, right? You're raising all this money, you're not profitable, you're not focusing on the user experience. Um, so it's it's kind of like, a bubble and we see that as a as a risk because like right now developers are super excited with coding but once this uh companies start going under and, and that has happened like developers are very risk adverse and they'll just go back into into multifamily and, and take sure. away the, this amazing new, new product that could solve a lot of problems um yeah. so i think that in the end, it's very important um, to really understand the, the development side of it, the real estate development side of it, the, the property side of it. Um, and it's all a numbers game, right? Um, Till now, I didn't think in that way because everyone is just raising money and nobody comes from a real estate background. And it's just that bubble everyone is living in. So everyone is just fueling into that bubble. Uh, maybe down the line, it, it's going to burst. And then actually what you said just now, People are not looking at the development side of it. Uh, I think that's going to become true is what I feel as well. 
moving on to my last question what do you think is going to be the future of coloring in upcoming years i think it's super exciting uh, i think when we when we started this uh, when we started this the first thing or the first ideas what was like what is our objective and our objective is to democratize housing um coloring right now we're starting with with obviously a certain segment of the population for coloring which is younger people but coloring in the end we're moving into a sharing economy right um so everything will be co-living um we need to optimize we need to as you were saying when we started this conversation um like our world needed a, our planet needed a break right so we yeah. need to optimize optimize resources in every sense and and this just like especially this moment we're living in um will give us time to really think and evaluate the the way we live right and co-living and and sharing resources within within buildings within your communities is one of the most important aspects um of how we can actually save our planet and if you're going to sustainability sustainability for us is not is not just um not just focus on talking about energy and and light and, and power and air but it's also focused really on how can you create sustainable communities and for us co-living is that that answer and it's um imagine like co-living buildings for older people for senior people um yeah, yeah. technology really has found a way to connect us um in, in some aspects of our life of our lives but it has really isolated us in other aspects of our of our lives and we're going to come back and reevaluate us i was saying the way we live and i think that designing buildings in in a different way operating them in a different way being much more focused on on sharing the few resources that that we have and just being able to to again make more affordable uh housing and and more affordable housing that's actually experience driven um will be through coloring for very different sectors of of our society that's actually a very nice point to put up and to end the show i i really thank you uh, alfonso to uh, join us on the show uh do you have any final uh words for our viewers uh <laughs> i mean it's it's crazy right now uh here in new york everything is changing day by day uh we don't know if we'll like be able to to go outside of our homes tomorrow yep. <laughs> uh, yeah yeah moment uh it's it's hard obviously because a lot of jobs will be will be lost um but i think we really to um to see this and as an opportunity um to slow down and really think of the way that we that we want to to live and um as as real estate developers as coloring operators really really focus on on what we can offer people how we can make people's lives better through the buildings that we're designing that we're operating um and focus on that on on user experience that's great that's great alfonso it was really great connecting to you and the points you put up the insights you gave are amazing and uh, nobody actually i mean a lot of people would have thought but i think i didn't think in that way and it's it's going to be a crazy uh, thing to look out uh, how the co-living industry is going to turn out in 
coming years. Thank you guys so much for uh, the work that you do, the, the report that you put out right now, obviously in such a nascent industry. It's very important for all of us to, to collaborate. Uh, it's not a competition. The market is so big. Um, so let's just make it, make it better for everyone. I think I'm going to come back to you with the next year report. Uh, I'm, I'm really going to come back to you for some of the insights. And uh, please be like, please keep note down some of the insights, which will be really helpful for me for the next year's report. Will do. Looking forward. And so now to our viewers. Do subscribe to our channel and keep coming up for the new content which we keep coming up with.